0: push it hard. Well, so I was like kind of snuck in through the bushes. <laughs> <in>. <laughs> What's up, man? Hey, man. Good happy to see you, Have, new I, new have year. I seen you guys? No. So this is the first 2019 Oh, yeah. Exciting.
1: Yes. Well, wow.
0: Awesome. And this is the uh, the happy
1: birthday show. Uh, two,
0: Three years. Uh, wow. Oh, dude. Seems like you shouldn't have any listeners by now. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We kind they of,
1: We kind of fucked up. We thought we'd get rid of them. We've actually just... Yeah, we... Uh, how did that
0: possibly happen? I don't get it. Oh, this you know? is great.
2: This is, uh. this, I think, my favorite, too. Uh, what, is,
0: which, oh, which this uh, big Lebowski good It
1: just it happens at the
2: beginning. It just freaks you out. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Where's the money? The money Lebowski. <laughs> yeah, this is a good movie.
0: that money Lebowski? Money says they are good for it. Where's the money, I haven't seen this in such a this, long this time. Thing, what he says the here. Money, Where's the money? Check what he says here. It's the
2: fucking money shithead? It's, uh, oh,
0: oh, it's down there somewhere. Let me take another
2: look. <laughs> 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 that is like the funniest fucking line in the movie right there.
0: Did you see uh, the um, Golden Globes? Because yeah. they gave him a big... You know, yeah. honor. Oh, they did? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, they had a whole section just on him alone. Oh, you know, it was oh, like man, the I'm Jeff Bridges a... Award. And he oh, came man. up.
2: And oh, oh. Yeah. you got the wrong guy. I'm the dude, man. Your name's Lebowski. Lebowski. Your wife is Bunny.
0: My, my, my wife, Bunny, <laughs> did you see a wedding ring on my finger? Does this place look like I'm fucking married? The toilet seat's up, man. <laughs> Some house, house train.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, anyways. Great movie.
1: I love that movie.
2: Do you know Corey Christensen? Have you mm. met him yet? Mm-mm. Guitar player? Are you on
1: this?
2: No, I mean I was just telling him gonna tell him about oh. our uh, I went to the Jazz Educators Convention. Uh-huh. You know that silly thing? I don't know if you even know what that is. I but don't even know what it is. You can imagine.
0: <laughs> um, anyways, it does not sound like somewhere I would ever want to go. Anyways, anyways, <laughs> I was work. I
2: was playing that. Anyways, so me and Corey
0: decided to just fuck
2: everybody up, and and do this. Look at this. Look at this picture.
0: Oh, that's great. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. That,
1: that one
0: there, right, Bruce? Yeah. That one. Cool.
2: Yeah, that's funny. We did *The Lebowski, and like half the people didn't fucking get it,
0: you mm-hmm.
1: know. That's great. Mm. Okay, well, right. has, has, have you Turn got on. your mics on?
2: Yep. Uh, oh, I do. Spud's already
1: fucking dialed in. Yep. He's not fucking around. All set. He's like a professional after three years. Ta da da da. Bruce, you dialed in?
2: I believe so. You're gonna have to look at my levels and tell we'll me. Level I'm, you are. Tell up. me I'm connected to the world.
1: Right. Um.
0: All right, I think we're good. Murray. Poppins was great, wasn't it? Well, what a film. Isn't that a great movie? I loved it. I really loved it too. I didn't think I would, but I really, really enjoyed had, it. I was it was good. Real,
2: I, yes. I yeah, was, it's great, man. Yeah,
0: it was. It was beautiful. She did such a good job. She just killed the role, man. I can't everybody think of an did. actress. Everybody did. Yeah. Everybody. Lin yeah. Manuel Miranda. Yeah, he the was amazing. The kids were great. Everything he was amazing. Was great. Yeah, the kids were amazing. You know, but she—I can't think of one actress that could have done a better job. Yeah. She just nailed it. It was—it was so good. She's pretty badass. It's yeah, really the music was great. It was just everything about it. Was and they just didn't really try to—they well didn't
2: try together. to like update the old one. They made a new one. Yeah, it was which it was, was awesome. so re- wonderfully. Yeah. It just was a relief, mm-hmm. you know. I was so dreading just
0: <laughs> a bad remake. Yeah, and Dick Van Dyke was awesome. When call he calls yeah. yeah, that's so amazing he's still going yeah. well there you go guys three years okay. happy new year i down happy yeah i think i still hear it all right
2: well i think the people would enjoy that
1: <laughs> we should just why don't we just put the audio for the big lebowski yeah lebowski and just we'll just sit back and watch it what is yeah. it
0: that i'm hearing is it a fan
1: oh you're probably hearing this because this is all open
0: this. Ah, and it's not a, usually open.
1: No, there's usually a thing there. Yeah, because
0: um, hear, I'm hear i hearing sounds that I don't hear usually. <laughs> and I you're like,
1: over. fuck. Yeah. And there's a fan yeah. back there. You're right. Uh-huh. Oh, Ears, old Scotty Henderson ears going on there. I,
0: hear, I still have my hearing, man, <laughs> you know? which is amazing. After all the loud music I've played, I still have a good hearing.
1: <laughs> so, happy new year, guys. Happy new year. Wow, first get-together for 2019.
2: Only our third year anniversary.
1: Third year anniversary. Three Who'd have thought? We didn't think it was going to go this far. So it was
2: 2016 that we did the first one. Yeah. Wow.
1: I think it aired January 18th. Ah. Amazing. But we did it around the 15th. Yeah. Right. Uh, Wow.
2: Wow. Think of all the shit that has happened since then.
1: I mean, I feel like we've been trying for my career, nothing nothing has happened.
2: Well, yeah. Just look at the bright side. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Look at the bright side. Absolutely nothing has happened with my career in three you years. You know, well, that's a good. how many thing? people can that's say good, that. And well, that, that was a good thing. At least you were Usually, doing. At least yeah. you were doing okay back then. Yeah, it doesn't go. It hasn't gone down, but it hasn't gone up. It just sort of stayed the same. <laughs> maybe, maybe you're just not aware of
0: it. Yeah, that's right. Yeah.
2: That's, Whatever. That's crazy. It's
0: Did you good. have a good Christmas? And yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. I didn't go anywhere for New Year's. I stay home because my dogs freak out with the right. fireworks so i just stay home it's a pretty best be crazy
1: ever in your area it's just yeah fireworks?
0: it's a really loud like there's a lot of fireworks and gunshots yeah. and stuff and and uh i have that soundproof room that i have my cabinet in so i get all the dogs in there and cuddle <laughs> all up and watch tv and you can't hear any of the fireworks it really spooks the dogs they yeah, think the it's the end of the, the world out, right? they don't like it nah. <laughs> they don't like it one bit so <laughs> you, yeah you didn't
1: have any- Oh, you were gigging! I had a gig. you, had a gig. you had a gig. You had a fancy fancy gig. Yeah, we're well, not
2: that fancy pants but nice. It was well, really
1: nice. You got a room.
0: That's a fancy. Yeah, party. they threw in a room. A room, and, a, a a room with a view. A good meal. A well, good, we
2: went out, and got a good meal. Yeah, yeah. But, but didn't they have hors d'oeuvres and stuff? No, and no, 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 no. It was just a gig. But but uh, we, we, we we went out had dinner and then we played and then we it was a really nice room with a view over Monterey Bay and cool. That's it was great. a really windy day, so the wind, so the waves were like real big. So mm-hmm. you could hear them at night when you were going to sleep. It was That's like nice. sleeping on a boat, you know.
1: That's awesome. It was great. That's cool. Did you guys make any New Year's resolutions?
0: No, I made a resolution not to change anything in my life. <laughs> I, I, I I I decided to make more money.
1: Yeah, which yeah. which is good
0: because well it's
2: going to be hard to make less. Hey, <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, you can't you can't almost it's you know it's sort of like an only, yeah. only go up yeah only go up. Cool, that's a
1: good one. I like that.
0: That's I've got cool. gigs coming up at baked Potato on the twenty fifth. it's the it's famous nam, the famous nam Friday time. Nam baked Nam potato. show when baked Potato.
1: It? This this show goes out tonight.
0: Oh. Okay, well, twenty fifth, twenty fifth is the baked potato, the Friday that's night of name. That's the Friday Ma'am. night of Ma'am. Is it Sold out. And then, yeah, uh, probably. I mean, it always sold. I don't know if yeah. it's sold out now. No, you can get your tickets now. I think you can get tickets now. Okay. And then Alva's Ooh. is the Sunday night after, so that's the twenty seventh. Right. And then the 29th is the Bunkhouse in Vegas. Ooh. And that's a nice club. It's a nice, right. Right. nice Western room. club. Yeah. And then the next day is a clinic. In in that in, same club, in Vegas. Oh, yeah, same we're gonna actually do a composition workshop, like just <clears throat> writing and listening, analyzing comp, oh, that's com, awesome. composers and yep. stuff. So it'll be fun. That'd be fun. Yeah, yes. I've done a lot of clinics in Vegas, but this is the first time I've done it on on writing. Right. So, and there's a lot of songwriters in Vegas, man. So, <laughs> so uh, yeah, a lot, a lot of. Thank There's won. a lot of people that need, <laughs> yeah.
2: need medical attention in Vegas. Yeah, too, yeah, so yeah. The clinic sure. should be really good. <laughs> <laughs> are,
0: you gonna, are they going to perform for you? Just, I don't know. I think I think we'll probably try to write a tune together. I have a handout that's really kind of cool when I teach comp because I used to teach composition class at MI. I don't yeah. anymore. But I have a handout that's really interesting. It's like about 50 different writing techniques and examples of the people who have used them from oh, wow. beethoven all the way up to bartok and gentle giant and yes and wow. even pop steely dan yep. you know what i mean like you hear you you see what the <laughs> technique is and then you hear it used on an album That's or, so or cool. a recording of did you somebody. research
1: that yourself or was yeah that- I mean, because
0: I studied, you know, composition, but mainly, I mean, I don't think I, I really learned as much studying composition in school as I did just from transcribing music, Right. you know, it's like, like, say, like, say just like harmony moving in parallel, like you have a G minor with a D on top Mm -hmm. and it just moves in parallel and I can find like five different tunes where they that do happens. that you wow. know what i mean like there's a weather that's report cool. song that's really famous where joe Zawinul uses that technique and almost every jazz musician or jazz composer has used that technique at some time yeah you know moving par- parallel moving chords that's just one of 50 different right. well, little things you know like the steely dan Major seven, down a half step to minor seven, down a half step to major seven, down a half step to minor seven. That's like in about twenty Steely Dan songs. That's just is that their stick? Well, I mean it's just he used that a lot. lot, I mean that you you can hear that progression in a lot of Donald Fagan's music. He likes that progression. You know. And and even if it's just like just to make one move to a different key it's a a pivot to get you into another key that's a nice way to do it is you're you're on a major seven and then you just go down a half step to a minor seven and then you're in a new key key. you know so it's just those little tiny things that if you know enough of them you you got enough tricks up your sleeve it's just like vocabulary you know so you, you you have a lot of vocabulary then you don't get stuck like what do i do now
1: <laughs> you,
0: know, I you a, rely on i'm gonna get, get a things. copy of that that sounds really yeah, interesting you know it's it's fun yeah, yeah. it's fun to study that and stuff and
1: alva's um you know they've got a guitar wank store at alva's they do yeah they've got guitar wank awesome. product down there cool and um actually I, we should be talking about them more but you, what i night just are you
0: there? uh sunday night the 27th. 27th yeah i just went there and <clears> to their to their store to just check out pedals did you know that they have like one of the largest selections of pedals in California?
1: Really? I've never been there. I need it to is of course I knew that. Yeah.
0: Next door to the showroom in the music store, they know, have
2: almost as many pedals as a flower shop.
0: They have, they have, they have a, a, a you know the music store right next to the showroom. Right. And and it's amazing. It's like a whole wall just you know everything, all the newest boutique pedals that they have there it's yeah, a lot I sent, of stuff is, uh, a lot of cool is, stuff what's
1: his name
0: matt matt thank you mm-hmm. okay
1: excuse me sorry matt yeah <laughs> i forgot your name yeah i sent matt um a box of guitar goodies mm-hmm. and uh he was he sent me a picture back with it all in the showroom or wherever it was. <coughs> Matt's
0: such a nice guy yeah, yeah great guy and it's such a fun room to play
1: yeah <coughs>
0: excuse me good <coughs> acoustics it's got those it's got those sound barriers that um, in the back of the, the stage and you can move them, slide oh, them okay. wherever you want them. So if it's too dry, you can move them a little further apart. If it's too wet, you can get it closed yeah. in so the room is drier. It's really nice to have that. So um, you can
1: kind of customize the room. Yeah,
0: you can actually tune the room to wow. whatever you're doing there, yep. So which is amazing. So if acoustic act comes in there and they want it nice and wet so that, that makes them sound bigger, they can completely get rid of those things. And if you have a loud band, or you know, like pretty medium loud, like us, yep. you sort of halfway do it. You right. put like one, two, maybe three. You don't need all five. So
1: you know where to, you got. You know where to put it. In I've done Dali. it
0: enough now so that I know how to tune the room to yep. sound really good. You know, so, so it's for for what we do. Yeah. But yep. that's nice because who has that option? I can't think of one other club that <laughs> has that group. option. Any place that's cool. Wonderful right? place to play. I gotta get down that. there,
1: and I didn't know they had such a badass store.
0: Yeah, it is badass. And another thing that's really badass about the club is the seating. There's no bad seat.
2: Wow. No matter where you sit in that
0: club. It's small. Small, like maybe 60 to 80 people. But man, I mean, no matter where you sit, you've got a great view and a great sound. You Why just does, can't beat it. They
1: have these fucking you know? clubs in LA. <laughs>
0: yeah, it's a long <laughs> ways down there. It's yeah. it's a drive, you know. Where, where is it again? San Pedro. Oh, it's in San like Pedro. Right at Pedro. the end of the one hundred and ten. Yeah. Yep. You know where the one hundred and ten ends at the at the what do they call that down there? The docks or the the, the Is that what's it called? And uh, now I can't think. That's where you go out from it's Catalina. So right? they call it the. It's just San Pedro, is all I know. No, but even, what do you call that area where all the ships the come harbor. in? The, the harbor. The, the harbor, harbor and the pier. Yeah. yeah, the harbor.
1: Well, g'day, Matt. <clears throat> is, uh, can yeah, get man. We'll eventually, meet. we should get Matt on the show one should day. Should come down, man. On a, yeah.
0: um, I don't know if you're busy Sunday night. Are you, you, you going to name? I'm only going on Saturday.
1: You going on Saturday. We yeah. going on Friday.
0: Yeah, I'm going on Saturday. Yeah. Sir's not there this year, so there's not really a reason for me to go. I'm just right. kind of go pedal shopping and see if I can get some artist deals. If I can talk some people, <laughs> you down. should go Sunday. So, take it all yeah. with you. I can't because Sunday's Alva's, and I have to do oh, sound right. check that's and of course, all that of stuff. Course. Oh, yeah. But, um, but yeah, but
1: oh, well, that's cool. <clears throat> um, Oz Noy reached out. About coming on the show, because I guess he was going to be in town for...
0: Do you know when? Because um, I might be gone.
1: No, I think like in the next week or so. I should... Um, we, we should find out. But um, I mean, you know Oz. I, don't, I haven't met Oz. Yeah,
0: no, I w- would love to have Oz on the podcast, but I'm not sure I'm going to be here.
1: He was talking about... Oh, um, I'll be in LA the 9th to the 26th. He's here now. Um, he's in town now. Okay, we should get him on.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm up for it as l- long as it's not you know, once the 25th hits, I'm kind of Well, let's gone talk about
2: it when it's, we're not on the, let's set yeah. the schedule when um, we're not on the air. Here.
0: Also, uh, the
2: people, I mean, God damn, it's our fucking birthday and we're talking about <laughs> somebody coming on the show. Fuck them. Where have they been all these three years? I've been working my ass off and that's all we're talking about. Well, I'm the fuck out of here.
1: Man. Some Gramps, party, this is like on. a
2: worse, this, this is worse than my birthday party when I was two.
0: <laughs> Grumps, you've got some stuff to talk about. I mean, maybe, Oz has never uh, heard about the show until now because he's only been in town like forty times since the show started. <laughs> <laughs> he's like an MI like every other month. So oh, really? I yeah, oh,
1: well, it's not really like he a made big it deal sound that
0: so it's
2: special. No,
0: it's not special. He's here. He all was, the time. was he trying to
2: get money out of you? Was he trying to borrow
0: money or anything? <laughs> Maybe he just learned that there is a podcast, so that's what it yeah. is. He never knew it existed.
1: God, <laughs> yeah. Oz. As Israelis. Uh, um, Grumps, what have you been up to? Grumps. Well, I
2: just got back to town. I had a lovely little um, uh, little respite from Los Angeles. I was up in Carmel and did a bunch of shows and played a bunch and walked my dog on the beach and, you know. <laughs>
1: That's cool. Lived
2: in paradise. Didn't get caught in traffic for about a month. Right. Breathed clean air. Oh. Uh oops. Oh sorry and, uh, and and so you know just kind of lived a normal life it was fun practiced a lot wrote a bunch of new stuff did a bunch of red guitar shows Yeah, and then um, did a new grumps most people have seen it by now
1: Well, hang on what were your grumpy about my, the
2: my, my tuner grumps oh, <laughs> I
1: saw that tuner grumps was tuner
2: on, grumps uh, tuner grumps was on Instagram and Facebook and yep. uh, then I just did the jazz educators <laughs> convention <laughs> in in uh in, i played there in in, 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 in Reno that makes so it even bad. better and well you know hey you know
1: <laughs> now give us your honest opinion about explain this weekend to us
2: okay well basically it's all the people who have jobs you know teaching jazz and then a lot of students in the high school and college bands and people looking for places to go to school and stuff kind of attended there were numerous concerts Parliament is, like is there Peter Erskine. Like, there is some of that going on but it's like and there's also a lot of schmoozing and networking everybody's trying to get a better gig of course you know and is it a
0: cult and, and it's it's
2: not quite yeah is a cult
0: <laughs> isn't it and, uh, is not it correct me if i'm wrong but isn't it what you N-A-J-E
2: I-A-J-E right it was N-A-J-E then I-A-J-E and Uh that went belly up and then it became a thing called J-E-N do you know what caused it to go belly up? I think they over uh, committed some funds to like conventions and things Uh, because I remember
0: Houghton was a big part of that Steve Houghton
2: got me involved I was Uh on the resource committee with Steve for about 14 years oh okay and yeah and Steve is a great member was always a great member of that uh-huh. great player right. you know revisionary guy yeah
0: he's a great drummer
2: Steve, yeah. yeah so yeah. um but then it went belly up for one reason or another i don't know i was not mm-hmm. i mean i was just on the resource team I was like, <coughs>
0: uh-huh. uh,
2: and then uh and then it came back as jazz education network i joined i did a, co- a concert there a couple years ago and then again this year a, a, somebody asked me to play with them mm-hmm. so i went up and played And just hung out and saw a lot of old friends, Mm -hmm. and um, and there's it's like it's like a weekend full of clinics and performances, and there's like a little mini Nam, like Mm. a lot like Yam. Well, actually, doesn't
0: sound that bad. You know, no, you know, when when you hear him tell it. It doesn't sound like it. would sounds when somebody first says it. Right. Well, it sounds I like mean, a bunch of stuffed shirts sitting around well, talking I mean, about it, C major scales. Well, you know,
2: I didn't once talk about a C major scale. Well, that's good. But then I'm not your. I'm not your average guy. I'm, I mean, the the thing it was in mm. Reno. Uh-huh. And, you know, and usually, like, let's face it, with me, and jazz musicians or any anything jazz, I'm. I'm Pretty much like a turd in a punch bowl, you know.
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's all these, uh, all these
2: people. Some of them are nerdy, and some of them are whatever. Mm-hmm. And then there's this cowboy-looking guy, <laughs> yeah, and right. that's me. Right, right. You got a whisk. Th- th- but the thing Jack. is, the thing is, is we're in Reno, so pretty yeah. much everybody <laughs> not at the convention looks like a cowboy. <laughs> right, right. So I'm walking around, and everybody, even though I've got this big lanyard on with a name tag. They just see this cowboy kind of dude, and they just figure he's not part of us. You he's know? here at the casino. I, I'm like, I'm not incognito. I'm invisible. Right. Right. And so uh, it was just kind of fun. I hung out with a lot of great players, listened to some good music, uh, heard some cool things, and uh, put a bunch of people on, because you know how I am, acting out, and um, disparaged a lot of people, because that's my way, and... Um,
1: And dressed dressed up Lebowski style. Oh yeah,
2: me and Corey Chris Jansen did a Big Lebowski, uh, we we bombed the place as (laughs) as the Big Lebowski. Corey was the dude and I was the stranger. And uh, most of the jazz musicians are so hip they didn't notice. <laughs> they just saw a cowboy and a guy in a bathrobe, and they just figured they were better off ignoring it. <laughs> <laughs> that's
1: that's like sad that they just. Well, I didn't know what to do with it. Well, there is an
2: element of jazz that I have been railing against, and for those of you on my Instagram feed, sorry, but also you noticed my 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 tirade today but um and what, if you, what you if you tirade was, about well I mean, it was just kind of about the nerdiness of jazz oh, and, yeah. that it's and and it was just a particular nerdy factor but it's a very a lot of nerdy guys you know don't uh who are just kind of whatever and i mean they think playing is music basically and the harder the more detailed the nerdiness of the playing is the more it validates it as music and I'm sorry, man. You know, as I said on Instagram today, jazz is not a skill; it's an art.
1: So, Wise words. Well, I
0: would say that about any kind of music—not <laughs> <laughs> jazz, rock, country, opera.
1: Right, it's, right. It's, well, well, but, I, but I'm still saying it. <laughs> apparently, people need to be reminded. Yeah, it has.
2: Well, no, but, I you mean, know, you but know, jazz, jazz has gotten particularly. In, in the education world, and in, in a lot of the a lot of circles, it's all about the virtuosity. Well,
0: man, so is rock.
2: I, okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. So is well, rock. So I mean, I'm just talking yeah. from what so I this, know this, about rock. You know, especially what, in the '80s. And, Look and, what happened
0: to rock guitar in the '80s. And what I'm having to live. You
2: know. What I'm having to live with. You know. Yeah. So I hear you. I just kind of railed a, you know, a little bit today, but you know, and and I gotta say, you know, I mean, I'm so glad there were so many people there, and they love the music, you know, and. Uh, I wish I heard more spontaneity because to me that's a huge part of the jazz process is people just making stuff up and being in the moment. It seemed to be everything's very worked out and very figured out and very programmed. And, you know, I mean, not that that's not great. I'm not saying it's not great, but to me it's not the part of jazz that I just was attracted to originally and it's what i love doing when i play so and the older i get knowing that i have x amount of choruses left i'm just a lot less excited about worked out shit and a lot more excited about the unknown
0: i don't hear a lot of unknown when i listen to jazz i'm sorry well only when i listen to miles davis when i listen to just about anything else i don't hear it that's just me what no, do you mean? You don't hear the... I just sort of felt like Miles did something special and no one has topped it since. That's how I feel. It's like I feel like when Miles went away, it all died. What about that's Carlos sort of how Santana? I, feel. <laughs> I don't know, man. I'm just, what, I, what I'm hearing is I'm hearing like the innovation went out of it. And that's when I got disinterested in it. Like that's when I went into other bands like Weather Report and like Are you talking Mavish more traditional or just, or just No, more, he's definitely he's, not talking about no. It. no, I'm just talking about like when Miles came along, they did something to the music that innovated it. Hmm. It 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 wasn't about uh it wasn't about like I have to say, you know, like when Bruce invited me to go hear cow bop. I can safely say that I hadn't listened to jazz in probably 10 years. God, and that was your first experience. I'm sorry about that. No, it. no, no. I, was, I, I really it. want to apologize for <laughs> that. No, but I, what, 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 I, what I went and I saw, I think the last jazz I saw before I heard cowbop was this great Dave Liebman concert that I really liked because they were really fucking pushing the edge and they were really like, it was great. Great compositions, right. great... Great, uh, great interplay. Just that was a really high-level jazz show that I really enjoyed, and I don't think I've heard anything. I had heard anything since. Oh yes, I did. I heard Wayne Shorter and Herbie Hancock, and uh, I can't remember if it was Tony. It must have been Tony Williams, and mm. and that was an amazing show. Then I heard Cal Bop and what I loved about Cal Bop was that they took these really cool old tunes and they arranged them like in a really thoughtful way and then when they soloed it was like really on fire and they were really top level players right but I have to say so much of the other jazz that I hear you know sometimes it's almost like what John Scofield says about it he says he doesn't listen to it because it's like classical music he says, and when he says classical music, he's talking about. He's not talking about Scriabin. He's talking about Beethoven. Right. You know, like it's so fucking what you expect it to be. Right. You know, there's like, a drummer going. It's so cliche. It's so fucking vanilla and cliche that I have to turn it off. I can't listen to it. <clears throat> right. You know, you got some guy up there playing nothing but eighth notes. Scoobadubadubadubadubadubadubadubadubadubadubadubadubadubadubadubadubadubadubadubadubadubadubadubadubadubadubadubadubadubadubadubadubadubadubadubadubadubadubadubadubadubadubadubadubadubadubadubadubadubadubadubadubadubadubadubadubadubadubadubadubadubadubadubadubadubadubadubadubadubadubadubadubadubad for fucking ever, right? And then you got a walking bass line that just goes, and the drummer that just goes on one cymbal. And it's like, I'm done. I'm out. I'm out. I don't even want to hear it. You know, because it's just fucking sounds like to me it's the kind of music that dogs listen to right that's dog music to me like if buster was going to listen to music that's what he'd listen to (laughs) right i can't listen to it because to me when miles davis came along they threw all that shit out the window Mm -hmm. and they started like cross rhythms and they started playing all these like they they played the way they play footprints Right. Like it goes into about 20 different fields within the song, you know, they're really pushing the envelope. They're really taking it out. Right. They're really trying to do something different, you know? And then I'm trying to go like, okay, since then where does that exist anymore? Where are the guys that are really trying to do something different with this music and really make it something special and not reverting back to what it was before Miles Davis came along? And I'm not hearing it. Mm. I can't find it anywhere. Steve Coleman, that was an example. You know, his band, you heard them, right? Sure. You know, that was a cool thing. That was like doing something that nobody else had done before. That was like really interesting, you know, because the tunes were different and the way they played them was different. And it was very innovative. and, And that's only one band I can think of. But you can count those bands on like one hand. I think, right? But that's just me because I, Bruce maybe knows more. I don't know because I'm not, you know. Like, you know, I imagine there's got to be more that I don't know about. I'm sure. Know. Well,
2: you know, of course of there are.
0: Of course there are. But but uh, I'm just saying the stuff that I hear. Like I, there was a there was a there was a band with Bill Frizzell and Lee Konitz, mm-hmm. and they were doing something that was really really interesting and. The thing is about it is it really didn't swing, but, you know, because in a way a lot of people think like if it doesn't swing, it's not jazz. And I kind of agree, but I'm a little bit more open-minded that I'll I'll listen to it on the face of just what it is right. and not judge it because it doesn't swing, but it's still, you know... I'm not saying the drummer doesn't swing, but Frizel is more of like a... He's not really a bebop player. He's sort of a conceptual whatever you call oh, him. He's no. like a painter definitely and does not. Yeah, weird no. yeah. stuff. But it was just that that combisa- combination of musicians, they put together some really cool music. It oh was man, like, a lot of yeah. that
2: thing with Joe Lovano, the duos, yeah, and, and the yeah. thing with Trio with Joe, Joe Lovano and uh, and uh, Paul Motion, that was a yeah. yeah. great trio. Yeah, that
0: was. That was. And some of that stuff really interests me because it's so different. And I listen to it and I go, okay, these guys are really trying to to take jazz into some new areas you know or like be different because what Wayne Shorter said about jazz was so cool that he said it doesn't have to sound like jazz to be jazz <laughs> <Right>. <laughs>
2: sort of like yeah but, he saying, just, but, 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 but I just got to yeah. say you know and, yeah. and I, I hear what he says I don't dis- 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 disagree with any of it yet from a totally different aesthetic uh, I don't come from there like it doesn't matter to me if it's different, right? I don't give a shit. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, you know, sex is okay for me the same way people were doing it 200 years ago, mm-hmm. as long as I'm there <laughs> and, the, and my partner's there. Like, no, and, no, as long as I'm there and my partner's there, and we're and we're 100 invested in it. Right, right, right. And, and and so like I don't care if you're playing music a la Django style or music a la, you know, Western swing or like avant garde. Because let's face it, you know, I mean, Sun Ra, what he was doing 70 years ago, or Ornette 50, 60 years exactly, ago, yeah. or the Chicago Art Ensemble. Mm-hmm. I mean, sorry, you know, I mean, it's like, I don't, I, it's not important to me that whether it's different or innovative. It, it's important to me that it's honest and it sounds good.
0: Mm. Mm-hmm.
2: And I it, agree. And it moves me. And so, we so both for agree me, with each other. on that level, that's where I have a problem with the pretentiousness of being innovative for the sake of being innovative. That's just bullshit to me. Being innovative and you believe in it and it sounds good, then I'm, I'm with you. I'll mm-hmm. take the ride. Um, well, it's, some people it's, it's, try
0: to be innovative, but they don't have the talent.
2: Or, or, or they... But the trying <laughs> you know, to be innovative is exactly the problem. Yeah. You either are or you aren't. Yeah, but, but if, if you're trying to be innovative, hit, though, you're you losing. You gotta
0: try before... It, it may not gel when you first try it. Well, but, so yeah. you gotta at least give it a shot, and But then but, if it doesn't it, work... Then, then you then, are because you know. you're invested in
2: it. It's just yeah. like so much of a lot of this stuff is not about what the music has made, but it's about how good you play.
0: Exactly, yeah. And,
2: and that's showing off that's impressing yeah. other musicians yeah. that it leaves me humanly cold therefore it doesn't it, it doesn't rise to the level of what i call art which is what i call jazz now and and with with Wayne you know and Herbie say it's like surprise me but mm-hmm. they don't say you have to do something i've never heard before mm-hmm. they just said surprise me mm-hmm. you know do something like of your give me a piece of yourself you don't know what they're expecting so you don't know how to surprise them i mean Mm, i really believe what they're saying is invest in what you're doing believe in what you're doing take chances don't just do what you think other people want to hear don't just do what you think is cool don't just do what you think is innovative but really tell me your story Mm -hmm. i really believe that that well that's what they say means to me you know and i of Mm -hmm. course i'm coloring it through a subjective lens
0: i, I color it through a different lens but of course
2: you do but i'm not saying
0: you're wrong and i'm not saying yeah. i'm wrong it's just our different i don't think it's wrong or right i think it's just matter of personal taste
1: well but yeah. that goes to show like with your your career and your your personality the direction you've gone and the music you've chased and the direction you're chasing that's who you are and that's what's yeah, so great about that that's, and that's the same yeah. with bruce of course he does his thing and It'd be all fucking boring if we we're all sitting here going, you know what? I we're exactly the same and we no, all. No, no, the and, and then it shouldn't be. But yeah. well,
0: all I think what I'm saying is all I'm trying to get across is there's a the only thing the only way I know how to put it is colors like or flavors like right. vanilla or something. You when you hate too much vanilla. When jazz. I say vanilla jazz, yeah, you, I have a hard time listening. You want to it. vomit? I it it's. Some of the things that you mean I, vanilla straight
2: ahead jazz Vanilla Rock Jazz? Vanilla Funk jazz? Just vanilla. Anything
0: that's really vanilla. You know, and you know yeah, what I mean, I mean? But mean
2: but but I mean that that you know. costs there's a lot of I mean, there's vanilla gypsy jazz, there's vanilla <laughs> fusion jazz, there's vanilla straight that's ahead vanilla. jazz.
0: <laughs> anything that's, that's vanilla, only that vanilla that just like that, that just goes that there's no jazz. color or flavor in it at all. Yet it's still good. But but I'm you just know, not interested in it because it's just like Been there, done that. But are you You thinking when you hear George Benson, when he does,
1: when George Benson does George
0: Benson's classic, you know, it's like who hasn't listened to George Benson do his thing and who doesn't love him and he's amazing and he's great, you know, and it's so heartfelt and so, I mean, you just hear the soul in it and you know that it's so real. Yet it's not the music I listen to that much. But I really, really appreciate it because right. of how good it is. And I would say the same thing about Bruce's music. It's yeah. not the music I listen to that much. But when I hear it, I appreciate not only the talent, but the soul and the, uh, what's that word you use? The, the commitment and the honesty mm, yeah. about it. You know what I mean? That, that, that it's real music. Right. you know what i mean and, and, and but again not, that's that's my criteria for yeah it, but i'm not you know. hearing that a lot in jazz right
1: you're not hearing the innovation that you would like to but hear. i'm not
0: hearing it in rock either
1: yeah you all ate that the truth so is,
0: you, you know, know what i'm saying like yeah. what, i mean nobody's done what gentle giant did that's for fucking sure mm-hmm. and why not right isn't there anybody that talented anymore you know why not mm-hmm. why is there not now jacob collier comes pretty fucking close now, that's a motherfucker right there yeah, yeah. and and to me i'm wondering why aren't there more guys like that you know and yet i have yet to hear one fucking piece of music he's written so he not may not even be a good composer he might haven't even know how to compose because all he does is arranges other people's music And you know what that's only half the halfway there to me mm. if you're not a composer. I'm wondering, what are you doing in this world? Don't you have anything of your own to say, or are you just going to arrange Stevie Wonder songs all your life? (laughs)
1: Right, right. You
0: know, so there's that, you know? But I'm not saying, because I don't know. I don't know, I haven't heard enough. Maybe he is a writer, and I just haven't heard of his tunes. But you know, every time I see him on YouTube, he's arranging somebody else's music Mm -hmm. and not making his own music. And I'm going, well, how does somebody who's that deep into music not want to compose their own music?
1: Yeah.
0: You know, so I, I don't know. So well, but that's know. but that that there is has been
2: the way it has been until very recently. Players play, composers compose.
0: I mean I yes, guess, Bach yeah. played
2: and Mozart played, but you know, classical guitar players who play way better than we do. Gen- mm-hmm. on general level, level of playability. Mm-hmm. They don't write. They play. Their composers yeah. compose and the players yeah. play. Well, then, and yeah, and, and there's nothing wrong. I mean, yeah. to say Sokovia ain't the greatest guitar player and doesn't move you and isn't didn't take the instrument to a whole other level, we know that that's not the case. We know that he did. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I mean, he, granted, he did do
0: the variations on some of Soar's
2: music and stuff, mm-hmm. but
0: he didn't write it. That's true. I mean, even Jeff Beck, is more of a player than a writer he has keyboard players write all his tunes yeah. and a lot of good ones you know like he has a yeah. he has a really good book but it wasn't written by him. It was written by you know whereas you take another great guitar player Jimmy Page and those guys did write all that, all that music and, and and so I have to say like a you know I respect Jeff as a player of course and he's a wonderful guitar player but I kind of worship Led Zeppelin because to me it's a lot harder to compose music than it is to play it. That's my, I like, guess, as, right. as a person that tries to do both, it's a hell of a lot harder to compose it than well, it is to play and, it.
1: And I guess, I mean, the horses for courses. Some people just are always just gonna be the player that plays whatever music yeah. thing. And, are going to do both or compose? Yeah, well, I have to and say or, I'm a much
0: shittier player because I'm a writer. Because if I wasn't writing, you know, I would have a lot more time and to and practice. And again, <laughs> just like playing, composing, a lot of people think,
2: you know, some composition is great and other people don't like it.
0: Yeah.
2: You know? I mean, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of people who think some compositions are great and
0: a lot of people don't. And then well, and it's true that there's so much of a wealth of compositions out there already. Why should you think that the world needs more? That's true, and
2: there's a wealth of great players out there. Why do we need more? That's true. I mean, it's do you have something to say, and do you believe in it, and are you saying it, and that's that's what it comes down to. But when it becomes based on being better than something, or just how well you do something, if, if it becomes like athletics, where it's a quantitative sort of like just do the skill well enough, and now you're. An artist. That that was where we started this conversation. Yeah. Is like to me, that's where I, I I just leave the building. You know, I know a lot of guys that don't play that well that really are great artists. And I know a lot of guys is, that, that that play yeah. really well and just basically puke all over the bandstand, as far as I'm concerned. That's just my opinion. They might agree disagree with me. Other people might disagree with me, but that's I mean, my feeling.
1: Like for instance, Neil Young. <laughs>
0: Talking yeah. about jazz players. <laughs> yeah,
1: I know, but I'm taking it in that world. But Neil Young, like, he's a guy that gets up, but he's written some amazing songs, yeah. right? He's yeah. written songs that have changed the world, yeah. blah, blah, blah. But he's not the most proficient guitarist.
0: No, neither is neither is Paul McCartney. He's not Jocko on the bass no. either, but he's written a but lot of great songs. So, What would so, you rather uh, be? Well, I don't know. You know, sometimes you think about, what do I want to be known for? What I did or who I was? You know, like like a lot of players want to be remembered because they were great players. So, you know, when you're a player, you sort of say, this is who I am. And I haven't really done anything, like given the world anything except some good guitar solos and some good guitar playing. I haven't given the world any music to write home about. Right. right? <laughs> and then some people can say, well, if you're John Williams... You can say, I've given the world a wealth of amazing music, or Led Zeppelin. I've given the world, and I may not be a great player, never really cared if I was or not, but I've given the world a whole library of beautiful music to listen to. So for me, my personal feeling is I'd rather be the second category. You'd rather be? Yeah,
1: you'd rather be remembered as well. So I, was...
0: I really would re- like to be remembered someday as I wrote some really cool like, tunes. So
1: if they say on your you headstone, headstone, he he like... wasn't,
0: maybe he wasn't a great guitar player, He's but he so, wrote awesome half guitar. No, no,
1: damn, he wrote a good <laughs> no, song. No, 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 it's Whatever. gonna,
0: it's gonna say on his headstone. Oops. <laughs> yeah, oops. Yeah, right. I guess, you know, I guess a guy that's got the biggest respect from me in the whole world is Wayne. Wayne should. Because Wayne is one of the greatest jazz improvisers of all time, and he's also one of the greatest jazz writers of all time. Didn't he get and
1: inducted into Kennedy Sen Yeah. Senador? Did yeah. you see
0: that? Did I, you didn't see I, I, I didn't see it. No. I saw it. Yeah. It good? But, uh, he, well, he didn't play. No, yeah. he watched it. He watched it. But I guess he's one of the the, the main guys I look up to, him and Zawinul, because both of them are really like great players and also great writers. Oh, Jocko it? was another guy, yeah. a really great writer and a really great player. And there's lots more. Charles Mingus was an amazing composer and great player. And, you know, those are the guys. McLaughlin, what an innovative writer and composer and also a burning guitar player. And, and, yeah, you know, I kind of look up to those guys. They're kind of my heroes because I don't know how the fuck they have time to be such good players and such good composers I figure the only way that that could happen is they must write really fast, which gives them lots of time to practice. Unlike me, who writes like, like a snail, and I take away all my practice time because it takes me so fucking long to put you, two you decent really, notes you, together.
1: You separate it very much, so don't you? You put on... your. You put on the hat for composing. I, I,
0: I don't know. I don't know why I have to do that. Well, because I, you, I get you that. Don't, you don't. Know, I mean, I, I'm sure not everybody does that. But I, I feel like sometimes if I'm trying to write a tune and then I just leave it, I sort of lose interest in it. Mm. I'm afraid I'm just going to leave it and never come back to it if I leave it. Right. Because I might be frustrated, like all writers are. Mm. You know, writing is all about frustration and damage control of that frustration. So... You know, I, I feel like if I walk away from a tune before it's done, I might never come back. <laughs> so that's the only reason I make myself finish the fucking thing.
1: Where, where, where do you sit on this, Bruce?
2: <laughs> well, uh, there have been times in my life where I was writing a lot. And it was I made it like a job. You know, I would sit and do it all the time. And i got to admit, there was a lot of fertile periods where I came up with a lot of great pieces. And then uh, there was a lot of wasted energy just monkey writing shit down on paper um my basically now i write when i get an idea and it really seems like something worth worth chasing i write i write it and it doesn't take me near as long as him you know it generally comes out really fast right even my longer pieces you know they're just ready to happen and i catch a moment i catch a hot flash and i just it's like holding on to a live wire and chasing it down to the source um I realized that if I was more like Scott and like gave myself a time to like write every day and to do a lot, you know, or, or a period of time where I had to write, I would probably be way more productive. But at the same time, uh, again, where I want to go with my life right now is not really <coughs> writing and arranging. I just want to play. Mm-hmm. And to me, whether I'm playing the blues or whether I'm playing one of my originals or whether I'm playing somebody else's originals or a standard, it's like, it's like the experience of finding all the possibilities that exist right. is kind of what right now for this part of my life and maybe for the rest of my life is w- what is the most attractive to me. Yeah i mean you know to be in a mo- be in the moment and like if i am i playing by myself am i playing with somebody else am i playing with a group of other people to be immersed in that process and find the magic you know as Wayne shorter says surprise me you know right. you know i'm looking to surprise myself uh, and and use all of my life experience which includes my composing and my producing and all my gig playing in, to make it in that moment into that Mm. I mean and I I don't succeed as often as I'd like to right but that's my goal and that's the way I approach things
1: do you do you guys have a song that comes up if I said to you a song that you would like that you wrote that you would like to be remembered for
2: well I know which one I would yes I do know well I don't know that I would like to be remembered for it but I do like it a lot It's that song c-suite that I wrote Okay. I would say that that would be the song that most people who know me. That's that's kind of like if I have a, such a thing as a, <laughs> and song. I'm doing air quotes now, <laughs> hit. Um, that would be probably the one. It is kind of an in-depth composition that's got many movements and stuff to it. Uh, but I'm in my mind right now. I'm thinking of lots of songs that I've written that, uh, and some have words that I. Yes that I think that I think are really good efforts on my part yeah and and, and I'm not done i mean i'm not'm I'm, no, just not, no, I'm no. not doing it like Scott, where I have a record and I'm writing ten tunes for it and i and, and if I did, I would write a lot more, and it's a great way to write, but I don't do it that way. I just wait for the thing to hit me and then I follow it or if I have a lot of times lately I've been writing songs with words, so I let the poetry which you should do lead, more of, you're, you're, lead, you're lead the music yeah. You know, but I'm a writer too. Yeah, of like words, and I, mean, the I song write you books. You wrote for your mom. Yeah, like that song, and That's a there's cool some song. other
0: songs. You Do know. you have a song? No, not really. Um, you,
1: there must be one song where you're like, "All right, if I have you got a gun to, Well, you're already dead. <laughs> you, you, you died. What's the song? <laughs> and you still got a gun to your head, say, right?
2: Yes. <laughs> I honestly
0: don't can't think of one right Okay, now. how
2: about how about this? Like of all the gigs you've
0: done, and you've done a lot. Mm-hmm.
2: What is the song that most
0: you know? Like people, I love this song. Off oh this well, everybody record. wants to hear Dolomite because it's a blues. And okay, it's a, okay. You know, it's like it's like the hit because it's simple and it's got a really catchy head, and everybody knows that. Is that the one you get requested the most? Well, yeah, that's the one that's that's sort of like a, it's actually required to play that song in Korea to enter any guitar school. Really? You have to learn that song he, and play have, it. I mean, yeah.
1: does that feel pretty awesome to you? You, you should. Like,
0: well, do you like so. Korean yeah. barbecue? You do. Yeah, I love Korean barbecue. Well, I Man, you yeah. should move there. Yeah, can, but, you know? but no, I can't really think of a song. I, I know Kim Jong Un
2: and you. You could get a duo. There you go. Perfect.
0: Yeah. <laughs> well,
2: no. then you'd be Kim Jong Duo. un <laughs> Yeah. <Kim Jong-un>. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> no, but I, I, you know, one of the, one of the things about doing it the way I do it is is it's almost work related because. When you have a new album, at least in my position, and I can't speak for everybody, but in my position, having a new album is like all these doors open that were previously shut. Like I just got turned down at the Blue Note in Japan because I don't have a new record. Right. They wouldn't let, and here we are in Asia, and we're not going to Japan, and I'm asking my agent, isn't this kind of silly? Like, we're in Asia, and we're not going to play in Tokyo? And he says, well, they turned you down. And I go, okay, I'll come. Yeah, but you don't want to, you know, it's the blue note. It's like you want to play the blue note. You know, you'll make the most money and get the most people and blah, blah, blah. So, but yet, Hmm. they say, as soon as this record comes out, we want him. You know, and there's a lot of promoters like that, right? There's a lot of them. They wait for a new record because they know they're going to make more money when you have a new album out. So it's a lot of it. Is, it's like I'd like to say, Well, I'm you know, creating because I'm an artiste, <laughs> and it's like I'm creating so I can work, right? You know, like I get more work when I have a new album, yeah, and I get to sense. go out and play business, music more yeah. when I have a brand new record. And of course, I love having a new record out, and I love the gratification you get from putting new music out in the world and people liking it and it's yeah. of course it's wonderful and it's a wonderful way to, to to make a living i love it i love what i do but but it does open doors and and like a tour after a new record is better than a tour when you've been two or three years without one yeah you know people forget so when, about when, it. when you're a
1: new record and people were yelling out play the dolby well, is it I didn't like play it anyway? Uh, it's
0: like Weather Report and Birdland, you know. Right. I mean, Joe's Joe told me one time if I had to, he says every time somebody requested Birdland, he felt like shooting himself.
2: <laughs> I know, well, you know, still I mean, but it. that is that is the hit, and just <laughs> yeah. like Dolomite is your hit, yeah. And the funny thing about my hit is that it happens to be one of the most involved pieces uh-huh. I've ever written. Uh-huh. That just goes to show you how basically. I haven't written
0: anything good, I guess, but, <laughs> um, but, but <laughs> well, I can say the same thing. Dolomite is not what I would really call writing. It's a three chord blue, you know, so, but I mean, Hey, you know, what,
1: what, what do you think that resonates with the
0: people with these songs? Why? Well, because this, well, you know, like, I mean, honestly, I've been making jazz records or fusion records for a long time but yet dog party is my biggest selling record because it's blues I mean who doesn't like blues the audience is so much bigger and but, and
1: but also don't you think that maybe maybe there's some something missing out there in the blues land that you're covering that you're filling a hole where...
0: The, I do I mean my blues is different than everybody, yeah, else's everybody else's blues so so wouldn't
1: you go wouldn't you go back and wouldn't you think as a well, I know you're not a business guy, but maybe wouldn't you think that like, you know, what, I should do another fucking blues album because so everybody everybody
0: us. asks me like why don't you do another dog party? And I and I, I went cuz I already did it. <laughs> and and there's, there's no there's reason to do it. There's nothing in here. It's just like it's like I don't really want to go back there again because I already did that and 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 when I did it, there was a reason I did it. And was it wasn't to me, because I was sick of the uh, technical nightmare in tribal tech right, okay. of recording of like symphony and <clears throat> five million tracks of keyboards and scrolling through <laughs> keyboard sounds and uh, so much tech. And I just said, remember when we used to just go in the studio and play some blues and turn the tape recorder on and play? And that's what I wanted to do. All right, I, and that's I, why we did Dog All right.
1: I gotta, I'll got one for you, both you guys. And Bruce, the same with you. I mean... As a as a if I was thinking business wise, I'd think, all right, well Scott, do another blues album because it's it's gonna fucking just up the Scott Henderson stock mm-hmm. and then when you go back and do the albums that you really wanna do, mm-hmm. you're gonna sell way more. It's just Scott Henderson Scott is gonna go. <laughs> I'm doing through the roof.
0: exactly the opposite. I'm writing more and more out so that I make less money. <laughs> well, same <laughs> with you, Bruce. My... What if
1: you went and did just Super super fast BB BB Bop Bebop album. Just just shred an album that uh, well you can't that no, you
2: you see that you, you have not used uh, equivalencies here. <laughs> because actually people want to hear him play the blues and no one wants to hear me play fast I know, Bebop. I know I
1: want to hear you. You
2: don't, no, no, no No, no, no one's going to buy that record, but I'll be glad to play it for you if you want to hear it, but no, I mean, you know, the fact is, 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 yeah, I mean, if Scott, if somebody put a lot of money on the table, Scott might reconsider, I would imagine.
0: Yeah, I would bet. <laughs> I don't bet. think I would. I would You wouldn't bet. go out with Beyonce? Nah, man, well, I would do that, but that's different. That's Beyonce. But what
1: would you do? That what's your blues album equivalent to Scott?
0: I don't
2: think I have one.
1: Because you would mm. you you would do anything, right? You just you. I would do play. anything,
2: man. I would do anything. <laughs> I, like I told you, my resolution is to make more money. What do you want me to do? Wash your car? Okay, I'll wash your car. What do you want me to do? You know, yeah, what I mean, think,
0: I think what happened to me is that uh, you know, is that I sort of felt like. <laughs> by making a blues album. And I'm not saying that I was sort, sort of like selling out or anything because I love blues. I grew up on blues. So, of course, I mean, I love that music. But I think that if I was to continue making blues albums with no harmony or anything like that, then I would be selling out. Because it was sort of like, okay, I found this niche and I've given up everything I learned about jazz or harmony and I've just decided to play but one, you four, fives now. We know you so, wouldn't do you know, that. No, I wouldn't. I couldn't. No, but if you did a blues
1: album, it would be like
0: it would be badass. You'd it'd be, be great. Just so it. badass. Because You'd be great. Be you just blues don't want to do so it. So
1: much more. You.
2: It would be. You don't want to do it. That we. Yeah, I, 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 it, I honestly. Yeah. I honestly respect that. Yeah, I respect you? the team. But yeah. the fact is, is
0: it would never not be great. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Is I my mean, point. I, I'm sure I could. You know, I would do the best. could. Can on it? I, I just said it doesn't interest me right now. Like yeah. when you hear the new album that yeah. I'm working on right now, you will go. You'll either hate it, right? Because you'll go. There's so many chords. <laughs> like like it's the same way. Like when I first heard Atlantis by Wayne Shorter, I didn't like it mm-hmm. because I just went, God damn, that's a lot of chords. Then I started listening to it, and then every Thing else started sounding like vanilla ice cream to me you know it just it became my favorite album like from a year or two it's all i listened to right because it was so beautiful and so there's such harmonically complex songs and they're still so melodic and great It's just it's such a good album and you know not that i'm trying to be wayne shorter but it's inspired i'm inspired by cool harmony yeah. You know, like harmony that no one's ever thought of before, right. And that's what inspires me the most. Like, where can I find these chords or these modulations that, you know that it still sounds for lack of a better word, commercial, you know, because I don't think it's so out that people won't like it at all. Right. I mean, it's I am commercial, man. I mean, I am a commercial writer. i don't I don't just completely avoid traditional harmony at all right you know i mean there's a lot of traditional harmony in my music and there always will be i'm just saying it's not uh it's not tune up right you know or it's it's not blue bassa it's 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 way harmonically more advanced than that and the people that liked vibe station they'll still like this Right. they'll like this you is know, it it's, is it
1: is it a side step or a major step forward? What do you feel it is?
0: For me, it's a big step. Big forward. step forward. Okay. Big step forward in every every single every single way except for my playing.
1: Yeah. <laughs> See, that's that's what's really but interesting about my playing you guys. never
0: changes. It's still the same old
1: shit. Because <laughs> I, I feel that you guys do in some ways you guys are very similar, mm. and in other ways you're completely opposite. I mean, the way you approach a song. Um, recording wise you're completely opposite but I feel like a, how you record and how you approach your com- composition like Bruce is always striving for that on the fly like mm-hmm. that's that's where you're doing it on the go mm-hmm. just I'm just gonna jump in well, actually, and fucking well actually we do too
0: we right. do too we write a song we go play it and every single night we play it we play it a little bit different than we played it the night before right and it's always changing and uh, I'm, I, I'm 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 I guess I've learned enough from playing with composers that know how to do this is to always try to keep the music loose. Right. Like, I don't want to be a writer like Chick, where every single note has got to be in its place because it's almost like a classical. It is classical. Right. Right. There's very little room for improvisation in that, within that music. So I played with Joe for a long time and I realized, hey, it doesn't have to be so tightly arranged to be good. Right. It can have a good composition, but you can have lots of loose shit in it where you never know what's gonna happen. That's how my music is. Right. It's like, it's composed, but there's lots of things that can change from night right. to night. Right. So we go in the road and then we go in the studio and we just play and whatever happens happens right? and then we go in fix what we don't like and that's maybe what bruce maybe doesn't do as much you know because bruce kind of like they go in there and play and if it was a good date and everybody's happy with their playing it's done you know except we're a fix here and there being a rock guitarist it's not that easy to do because you're not always happy with your tone in the studio Mm. you can't it's not like you can just crank up and get a great tone without it bleeding all everything you can't fix shit yeah so I have to do a lot of replaying stuff. Like, I just learned a solo yesterday... Or a week ago. I just learned a solo that I played in the studio. And I learned the whole fucking thing so I could play it again with better tone. You know? And it's like, it was really hard. You know? But, and and I, I couldn't actually replay it exactly the way I played it because it just didn't sound right. Because right. But I played... All the same rhythmic ideas, most of the same notes, you know, and, and I just tried to make it feel for the moment that it was in right now, because the solo from the studio sounds like crap. Right. And I was actually using IRs. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. But I had to. Right. Because I couldn't turn my amp up past one without, without everybody Peace complaining enough. that it was too loud. Right. So I used IRs, and I had to say, I think we had this conversation, and I was very, very disappointed with the results. Right. You know, I use John Sir's Loadbox and I use the Celestian IRs. And when I compare it to the sound I'm getting at home, it sounds so fucking anemic. It seems like it needs to go to the hospital. <laughs> you know, so like I would never allow that tone on, on my record. Right, right. So I have to play this. I had to learn what I did and play it again. Yeah. yeah. But, but it's okay because it fits with the drums. The interplay is still there. It's exactly like it went down in the studio. It's just... It's just redone, just purely for tone. Yeah, and, and you know,
1: you, you haven't talked to um, James Santiago about coming over. I did,
0: know. but I but he just you know I'm so Nam. busy working on the record right now and right. stuff that I have to wait. To, yeah. But I'll, eventually, I want to do yeah, it. Yeah, absolutely. Do that. I definitely want to do that. So. but yeah, but that's that's the only thing that thinks me and Bruce makes is different because Bruce is playing a jazz guitar and most of what he plays on the basic tracks he gets to keep. Whereas most of what I play on the basic track sounds like shit. <laughs> I don't get to keep any of it. <laughs> I think it's the only difference.
1: Now, i got a question for you guys. Well, you guys kind of answered it at the start. I was going to say, since we've been doing Guitar Wank, is there any memories you guys got thinking back over the last three years that have stood out? That's yes. Yes.
0: What? when you ask Josh, do you feel like a circus freak <laughs> or a circus freak?
1: I said
2: it uh, you did. I did. It's the best Yeah, thing yeah because I've ever. because the way he presented it sure sounded like it's, that. Yeah, well, that. I, I think it
0: do was. Do you ever feel question. a little like a circus freak? Yeah.
2: I, think, I, I don't know I think <laughs> it wasn't <an> exact <laughs> that, but it was like do you ever feel like you're in a circus show yeah, or something? I, <gasps> a A freak in a circus or something and then the
0: other one was when John Pisano said when you said you're only working on Tuesday nights and he said yeah I have to stay home all the other nights in case I get a call (laughs) (laughs) still the funniest thing ever said on the podcast (laughs) that was pretty cool (laughs) it's amazing that he said that (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah fucking funny
1: yeah, Josh doesn't seem that warm to me anymore. <laughs> yeah, Josh
0: Josh isn't calling me like he used to. <laughs> he, he
1: never called me before, but I don't think he's calling me now. Well,
0: uh,
2: being some old dude, I, I forget to call him.
1: <laughs>
0: oh, yeah, that's right. You're some old dude that gave <laughs> him yeah. lessons. Yeah, yeah. That's another really funny thing. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. like you've been taking lessons from me. Some old dude. Yeah, no,
1: some old
2: dude showed me.
1: Oh man! <laughs> wow, we—you know—you know what we can we can do tonight. If I post um, this number up on Facebook, we can get live callers call in.
0: Oh, okay, should we do it? Yes, yeah, sure.
1: All right. Okay. All right. I'm doing it. I'm going in.
2: I gotta say that this has been a fun three year ride, me motherfuckers. It's definitely fun. I, I mean, a lot of laughs. It's pretty hilarious,
1: right? A lot of I laughs. Mean,
2: to me, like I know you hate my, me saying the word, but I sure. I think it's great that we developed this community of humans that enjoy this show yeah, yeah, and that yeah. listen to I it totally and agree. find value in it. Totally and, agree. Uh, and I've listened to a lot of great people say a lot of cool things and and basically, you know,
0: I've learned a lot. So that's cool. Yeah, I have to say I have too. Um, and, and you know what's, I think, really cool is that, you know, you can take three musicians that have completely different backgrounds and i think that's what makes the show really fun yeah because it, the, there's a lot of diversity language, but in there's a common the, language the, Yeah, there's a common language but there's also a lot of stuff that man i mean you know from from just it's funny how you we both see music we all see music in the same way when you look at is it art or is it not? Blah blah blah. We always we, we see so eye to eye, yet what we do is so different. Right. You know what our approaches are so completely different. You know just just the fact that you play a hollow body and I play a strat with distortion, that's like so two different, different worlds. I mean. I'm going more and more acoustic right, every day. Right. Right. You know it's and it's so B, which different. have you got your guitar? I will, I guess, he said January, so I'm hoping to use it on a tune on the record, so I hope it comes before I have to be yeah. done. Because I, oh, I should mention that we do have a release date now for the record. Oh, the you do? i busting my ass. When? Yeah. It's going to be released Ju- July 1st. Oh, that doesn't but, work for me. But, oh, you're busy that day? <laughs> but that means it takes so long for this all to go down that I have to actually be finished with the record and have everything, artwork, and masters to disc makers by May 15th. Wow. Because it takes, from May 15th, it takes a month. It, it takes... Yeah, it takes a month. You know, like a month and a half now, to do actually sh- do it. Are you, know? you
1: doing the, uh, through the studio, through the type?
0: Yeah, yeah. Are you doing that again? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah sure. No. So yeah. so you've got that
2: all timed out. So you got you got to have it basically mixed and headed to master by...
0: Uh, April 1st, right? It has to be... Well, no, when I come back from the tour on in on May 1st, or April, when I come back from the tour on April 20, we immediately start mixing.
2: Oh, you're going to mix then? Okay, yeah. so you're getting close. Okay, you're going to yeah. go that far. Like, okay.
0: the music all has to be done and ready to mix before I leave for the tour, and then, and then when I come back, we mix, and I... Get it over to Joe to master it, and then send it to disc makers, mm. and done. Yeah.
1: What are th- wh- now, what did you record at?
0: 96. 96. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Now, now, why not go to 192? Is it not necessary?
0: I Well, Joe told me that there's not as nearly as big a difference between 96 and 192 as there is from like 48 40, to 96. 40, right. I guess... I could, right. but it just makes the computer work really, really, really hard. hard yeah. and, so 96,
1: and is that seems to be pretty much a lot of 96,
0: yeah, yeah. And and if you run it to tape, then you get that 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 extra, analog sweetness, you know, yeah. saturation. And, so and, yeah. they'll
1: mix it first and then run it through the tape? Yeah,
0: well, you mix it first. Right. You know, that's Alan's job. He'll, so it's basically mix the it. mastering part, which is Yeah, the yeah. Tape. So right. he takes the whole mix yep. and puts it onto little half inch tape yep. like a mixing tape yeah puts it all on tape mm. and then runs it from tape into the back into the computer to do all the rides and the eq you know right. and hopefully we'll have the same luck we had with vibe station because joe paid alan like one of the biggest compliments you can pay an engineer when a mastering guy says i hardly had to do anything wow that's a big compliment to an engineer it's like i added a little bit of low end and got rid of the little mud in the bass and it was all done it's like it's like it was really easy so when an engineer hears that he's like ah joe told me he didn't hardly have to touch (sighs) he's all happy because you know he turned in a good mix yeah yeah Yeah. and alan is just a great engineer he's really good at what he does now and a great um, drummer too
1: where are you listening to what's your where's your reference points do you, you, Cal, you right? Ro- well,
0: car? I, I have speakers all over the place. Like, I have headphones, I have my main monitors in my studio, I have the car, I have a stereo system in my living room, and I have one at school. Right. So, I, I reference mixes Angry like way. a lot of places. Yeah. But, you know, it doesn't really matter because when you're mixing, the smart way to mix is that you're always referencing somebody else's album while you're mixing right. so if somebody else's record that you know is mixed really well sounds great on the speakers you're listening to them on then your record should too if you if you're copying it right. you know so we copy Bonnie Raitt which is you know, but bon- uh, what is it I can't remember the name of it but there's a Bonnie Raitt album that just like wow Have you it's heard like really one? mixed really well
1: like from- Maybe last year or two years. I haven't. No. Fuck, man! It was my favorite album. Yeah, I mean, so badass. You know where? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Did you get her on the show or not? Oh God, I hadn't even thought of. I would love to have her on the show. She's so good. Monster, man. Sorry,
0: guys. I'll call her. She's so um, underrated, man. Yeah, but there's this album that 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 a lot of engineers really like, and I can't remember the name of it, but it's such a great mix. Yeah. And and I use that as a reference a lot. And now I really think Vibe Station has a great mix, so we'll reference that's, that that's really for this album. album. So we'll great, so we'll listen to the mix on Vibe Station to sort of pattern this album after that, yep. and make sure that the guitar is not too loud, which is always me, like, "Well, you sure the guitar is loud enough?" <laughs> and Alan is Alan is like, "Turn that fucking guitar down." <laughs> You can't hear the drums,
1: Bruce, <laughs> Do you do you have an album that you reference where you just like, oh, this is the fucking
0: the guts? Y-
2: yes and no,
1: because it's what it's just it's sonically, it's what vinyl or something, and it's it's not remastered. Or well, you know, I
2: uh, for a record I did recently, we get together with the producer and one of the engineers, and we listen to records to kind of decide what sonic landscape we wanted to go for,
1: right? right. Bonnie Wright surprised me, and and and, awesome. and we
2: listened to a bunch of records, and I was worthless. You what? I was worthless in that session because if the playing was great, I thought it sounded great, <laughs> and if if you know if it was just kind of like <clears throat> like they would go, that sounds great, and I th- thought it was horrible because it was just kind of a bland music, you know, it, it right. didn't move me at all. Right. I said, guys, I'm just not going to be able to help you. Here. We put this one West Montgomery record on, which is a horrible, you know, not well done. I'll just say. Recording of the, mm-hmm. the incredible jazz guitar, it's really not well recorded. So many jazz records
0: are not you know, recorded. And, 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 well, and I so mean, and I was going like,
2: guys, if we can even get like within a hundred miles of this, I'll be happy. It's really <laughs> hard to find <laughs> jazz albums
0: from the old days. To reference, because they just didn't have the gear. Yeah. To but make they, sound, it I mean, but some sound, of them, sounds, you, know, you know. But,
2: but maybe it's just the plane that sounds the and they sound so natural. The vibe right? But yeah. I mean, kind of I maybe. Mean, no I'm not record they ever don't have a great vibe. No record, record ever sounded better yeah. than like yeah. Soul Train or yeah. uh, you know, a Rudy Van Gelder, yeah. Body Talk, you know, with George Benson. I mean, mm-hmm. I
0: love like, the way Thrust sounds, but in this day and age, an engineer would probably say, "Well, that's not a is good that sounding important? record." Huh? Just Thrust, Herbie Hancock? <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's the, that's the record with actual proof on it. And right. it's yeah. a really famous jazz funk record. Yeah. And, uh, and I love the way that record sounds, but if you listen to it... Compared to most of the records today, it's really dull. Right. It's very dull yep. compared to how bright they make records today. But I love that record, and I don't care if it's dull. It sounds great to me because that's <laughs> right. how I'm used to hearing it. Yep. it, it the, 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 the production has to fit the music. So, so my records are very dull also compared to, like say, what's out there. Like, like, like say, if you listen to some, like, say, a Landau record is much brighter mm-hmm. than, than because he wants two ways of thinking about this. It's like it's common knowledge that the louder you turn something up, the more trouble there is.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah.
0: So, so it all depends on how you feel like your listeners want to listen to your music. So when I think about my listeners and my fans wanting to hear it, I sort of picture that they want to hear it like a gig. They want to hear it like if they were sitting in the fourth row at some club, um, that's how they would, how loud they would turn up the record. Not loud enough to hurt your ears. Whoops. We have a phone call. Go ahead.
1: Hello? Hello? Who's this? Hello? Hello? Okay. <laughs> I don't think it's working. Our first
2: call failed. So I'll just finish my thought.
1: I'll
0: finish my thought. So, so I Was want... Is it Australia?
1: I don't Who knows? Know. <laughs> no, it's 210 number. I don't.
0: So I'll quickly finish my thought okay. because he comes back. So I want my listeners to be able to turn up the, the, the album to a decent volume so you're rocking and not like have your ears bleeding from all the treble. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Because some of these records, it's like, okay, this is a rock record, right? So if it's a rock record, you would think that you'd want to listen to it loud. loud. And that yet you turn it up loud and your ears are bleeding because it's so fucking bright. Right. And I'm going, if you went to a concert, the engineer would never make the music this bright, right. never in a million years, Yeah. right? So why would you want to make a record st- so bright that when you turn it up and listen to it loud, it fucking kills your ears, yeah, right? Yeah. So now the the backside of that is Which that is when if you're you turn it down, it soft. It sounds dark right? and muffly. Yeah, but I would rather that. I would rather it's like, okay, you got to turn it up a little bit to make it sound like it's supposed to sound. Yeah. You can't listen to it at mom and pop volumes. No. But but who listens to my music but at mom and pop? would you say? Volumes?
1: Wouldn't you say majority? Yeah, no, who
0: even listens to music? A, and B, without headphones. With that head, that's what yeah, I was going to say, yeah. without headphones. So I'm saying if you're wearing headphones and you can crank it up, then I don't want to make my record so bright that when you crank it up, you're going, ah, the trouble is killing You know, Because I have heard, like, there's this one Landau record. It's called We Are The Best Band, Raging oh, yeah. Honkies. Yeah. And I love that record. But amazing. one of the only things I don't like about that record is I can't listen to it loud. Because the cymbals will fucking cut oh, your head off. Okay, yep. Because that guy Sir Lord Algy, whatever the fuck his name is, that engineer, yep. I don't like his engineering. Right. I think Mike would have done a much better job than him. Right. And that guy, he's a cymbal freak. Sir Lloyd Algy, <laughs> yeah, no. that guy loves the sound of the cymbals. And he makes them the loudest thing on the record and he makes them really bright. So if you turn it up, prepare to have your head sliced off by the cymbals. <laughs> You know, so... You know what? I... You know,
1: for... Sorry to cut you off, but for um, for 2019, I really want to bug Mr. Landau. He's I want to fucking bug him show, and man. get him on... You know what? He doesn't yeah. have a media presence. For a guy that is so fucking iconic he as a guitar player... He just doesn't
0: want to d- deal with all the things that people are... G- the gear shit. I don't want
1: to g- talk to him about gear. I want to talk to him about other shit. Like, I've been reading Luke of his book... If, Dude, it is fucking awesome. Cool. And it's such a great book. He talks about all the sessions and all the stories. and.
0: I don't think Mikey's a real talkative guy.
1: I guess not. You keep, you keep telling me that. He's not. I've heard other people say the same thing. He's things. not. Like, yeah, he's, he's
0: really, he's kind of quiet.
1: We get him shit-faced.
0: Then he'll be drunk, but then you won't like the <laughs> stuff he'll say, and he'll say, your podcast sucks ass. <laughs> he's never listened to it. What are you talking I about? I don't know. But
1: I, just he say knew that. my name. What? At the potato. Remember baked potato? We went up and we said hello to him. And he goes, right. oh, aren't you Troy? All right. He knew who I was.
0: Well, I'll be damned.
1: <laughs> Not because of my plane. <laughs> that was our first caller and he hung up on
0: us. <laughs> uh, you know, we
2: probably owe him money anyway. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure we do.
1: I think that's fantastic. We fucking, with technology today, we, uh, we had our first caller I was wondering why I put the phone number, I thought it was gonna ring off the hook. It's been pretty quiet.
0: Yeah, nobody's listening. Nobody's listening.
1: No one's calling. No one gives a shit. It's our birthday. Yeah. No one cares. That's okay.
0: We're just home with our little Fucking cake with a couple candles on it. Nobody's <laughs> home. Mom oh, and dad man. are at work. <laughs> oh.
1: Guitar we didn't wing. get a present or uh, nothing. Nothing. I didn't, I was going to get a cake and I was just like, ah, fuck it. Fuck it. Yeah, I just don't, don't need cake.
0: Effect. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I was
2: going to get one too, but I, I was busy today. Yeah. <laughs>